It's your girl DJ Short Dangerous. I'm here with DJ Big Bopper here. DJ Big Bopper. We are students at Tarleton State University. We are uh, student employees at KXTR 100.7 slash KTR 90.5. Uh, those are the two radio stations out of Stephenville uh, out of Tarleton State University. I am the new music producer. Um, and I do a little bit of production and then I am part of our alternative media team and I also do our NPR News Morning Edition. About a about a week and a half ago we decided, you know what? We like we like music so much and we talk about it a lot. So let's just record that. <laughs> yeah, let's just talk about music. And uh it's a big thing about between DJ Shardangers and I is that we both have a little bit different takes on music. For yeah. for but- instance, um I'm much more an, an audiophile, while Charday, you're more of a lyrical. But what is an audiophile? Well, an audiophile is somebody who is really into the production value of music, and it's not so much just the uh, lyrics themselves. Well, yes, that does um, have a major role in it. It's a really about the beats, how it's all laid together, how everything comes together, how it's layered, and um, I guess a really easy way to kind of explain this to somebody would be for instance if we were to take uh, nwa you would be more fixated on like easy e um ice cube while i would be more fixated on dr dre who's more producing those beats in the background because that's where it all starts for me like while i can listen to some songs where i i don't really like the lyrics too but i just like the beat and i just like the overall production of the song and how everything is put together and that's really, for me, is what makes a song. Okay. See, I always learn something new. I didn't know what exactly that word meant. And um, as for me, as Bob said, he, was like, he likes music that has high production value. Me, I just like trash. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I'm really into, it's so weird, but I'm really into everything. So, like, on the station we play um, popular rock. So that's, like, rock from, what, the 70s up to today. And then um, hip-hop kind of the same way but I listen to everything I listen to rock I listen to hip-hop I listen to alternative I listen to pop sometimes when it comes to music I get it emotionally attached to it because it can put me on these rides and it's and it's different from person to person and there's several different artists and different things that I see whether it's um they could be complete instrumentals, or there are lyrics into it, and that comes with the production value of how they put it together to really stem these emotions out of you from their, what they're trying to convey. And that, to me, is if you're able, definitely without words or lyrics, if you're able to convey a uh, emotion to your audience, to your listeners, that, to me, is just phenomenal music. Um, for instance, I just saw Buckethead at the Granada Theater this weekend, and his—I uh, think his 99% of his music is has zero lyrics in it at all, and it's just him on the guitar. And I mean, he plays everything from blues to rock to like electronics. <laughs> it, he can do anything with the guitar. He's an amazing guitarist. If you've never heard of Buckethead, he toured with Guns N' Roses from 2000 to 2004. And he's actually, I think he is phenomenal. He is a master guitarist. He's definitely one of the greatest. And he he just has these songs. For instance, I will say one that people might know is Soothsayer. And it is just so emotional. Just He just pours everything into the guitar. And you can feel that. 
and you can hear that and it just it gives me chills and seeing it live was great to me it was amazing and i highly recommend going and seeing him if you ever get a chance to i know he has a heart condition so i don't know how much longer he's going to be touring but if you do get the chance definitely check him out if not he's on youtube check him out he's phenomenal and even if you don't just like um one type of genre like i said he does a little bit of everything he has a little bit over 250 albums so i'm sure there's something that he has that you might enjoy <laughs> that's a lot of music <laughs> well see and bop was telling me and then he showed me um some of buckethead's songs um and i for me um I liked it. I enjoyed it. And it's kind of like um, a couple years ago, I went to a 1975 concert with the station. Mm -hmm. And for me, kind of what like what you described and kind of the vibes that I get from Bughead is kind of what I get from them. Like they make music and the music has words, but especially the I like it when you sleep for you are so beautiful yet so unaware of it. That album was amazing to me and like seeing and hearing that live because like, you know, when you go to concerts now, people just have out their phones and they just want to record it and jam out but they literally have a portion of the show where this song like this song has no words in it and you just vibe out to it and they're like put your phones away be here be present in this moment and then there's a couple like a couple of their songs are just kind of vibey like that and you there are no words and you just kind of you just stand there and you just sway and you just feel the music and like I guess I I don't I wouldn't I don't know if I would consider myself an audiophile but I understand where you're coming from with that because you know that's it's one of those things that, like, if you're listening to music just for the words, you're only getting half out of it. Exactly. You know? So um, one of the things that we're going to cover on this podcast is, you know, just, like, music news, like, what happened this week in music, um, both rock and hip-hop, kind of, you know, pretty much actually whatever we want to talk about. It's kind of cool because we don't have to necessarily adhere to what we play on the station to do our podcast, which is cool because we listen to music outside of that, too. Um, so, Bop is nuts. <laughs> he loves Africa by Toto. We don't have it on the station because if we did, he would play it 24-7. So, Weezer did a thing. Well, Weezer is known for uh, giving into the memes and really just doing what the fans want to do. And they finally gave in, and they finally did a cover of Africa by Toto. And let me tell you, it was definitely nice. Um, gave me a good revival of the song. And definitely with Toto coming into town, I believe in August, which I will probably be there, and I'll probably have to go with them, so pray for me. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I would be okay if they were to just play Africa the entire I told set. him that. I said, Bob, you know they're not just going to play Africa for two hours, for a whole two-hour set. And he was like, they will in my mind. <laughs> a man can dream, can't they? <laughs> and it, now, honestly, if you haven't heard it yet, I mean, it is a very, I like their version, and I like Toto's version, and they both have their good, they both have different elements to it, and I like the take that Weezer has on it. I feel like it's more of kind of not even, because, okay, so, you know, there's like acoustic covers, mm -hmm. rock covers. This, to me, feels like an updated version, like, because, you know, Africa's very dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like oh that's bad um but it's very like you know guitar and instrumental and I feel like Weezer kind of did the same thing and then did it on a synthesizer 
Well, he bar- so, well from what I got from it, it they 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 toned it down a lot. Like it was yeah. a lot lower tone, which it Weezer's lead singer I don't think can hit the notes. Oh no, I don't think anyone can. That he can. So they definitely um they definitely toned it down to where it just gave it a different feel to it. And it, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly did. Like I said, I like both versions. I think they both did very good in different ways. And they definitely toned down. And uh, I think they not only did they update how it is w- with the instruments they have, but the production value of it changes all, as well. I mean, I believe Africa is, what, 40 years old now? It's old. It's an older song. So, I mean, the production that they had back then wasn't nearly as good. So, I mean, they'd done a lot to it. And like you said, it, they did bring an updated, newer feel to it. And I'm, I'm very appreciative that Weezer did that. And then Weezer is going to be here in a couple uh, couple months. I feel like next month, I think in July, they're going to be um, in Dallas. And I really, really, really want to go. So I'm probably going to drag him to go with me. And they're probably going to cover Africa. I'm I hope thinking, they do. I'm thinking they will. And I know that'll make your trip worthwhile. But so, um, like I said, we talk about music news, hip-hop, rock, all that stuff. We got to talk about Cardi B. Well, okay, so the big thing about Cardi B is the fact that she didn't know that Donald Glover and Childish Gambino were the same person. And see, okay, I admire what he did because... Like, and I I don't like mean like his response. I mean, like what he has done because he is an actor. Mm -hmm. He um, is a rapper and he he has created these two personas because he is like a, a one man show. He does it all. He produces. He directs. But he's got these two separate personas where one of them is Childish Gambino and one of them is Donald Glover. And so it's it's. Amazing that like now like he used to be just Donald Glover. He was acting. Uh, remember he was on the show Community, mm-hmm. and then um, Childish Gambino had a couple tapes out. But they weren't both super huge people. Well, now you've got Donald Glover is huge for his acting. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he was just in Solo. He's going to be in Lion King, right? And then Childish Gambino's been blowing up for a while, and so I feel like back she didn't really like understand that they were the same people because i mean i mean you know i i questioned it not too long well no it's been years but i was like they do look alike huh and then i figured it out and i was like oh they are the same person okay it it definitely is kind of i can see it because the definitely the personas that both of his characters i would say uh give off are definitely different i mean yeah just the looks and of course during acting you never look the same well yeah and donald glover's more like I don't want to say reserved, but kind of, sort of, more, like, toned down mm-hmm. a little bit. And then Childish Gambino just goes in. That is, I definitely feel like that, um, definitely his Childish Gambino is more of, like, his outlet to kind of get all that yeah. out, just do whatever he wants. And, I mean, he was in my personal favorite movie, Interstellar, which I was pretty psyched about. And then I heard, recently I heard that he might stop doing music and he's just going to focus on acting in general and if he does that then it'll probably be acting directing um because you know he does atlanta Mm -hmm. and he's doing a really good job with that i think that for a lot of artists music is like a creative outlet and so um but it's one of the many so he's got 
a bunch of different creative outlets going right now. So I think that, I mean, he may be done. I mean, he may, or he might just stop for a little bit, focus on one thing and go back. Because, I mean, it's very time consuming. And definitely he's blowing up yeah. with his acting career. He doesn't have as much downtime he's to be able so to. He's doing so much right now. So he might be just, hopefully, what I'm hoping for is, because I, I really do enjoy his music. I'm hoping he's just putting in a hold for a little bit, you know, getting his life, um, until his life kind of settles down. So he's able to go back into it. And that's what I am personally hoping for. But, you know, he is a phenomenal actor. I, I enjoy all of his work, whether it be music, acting, producing, everything he's done that I've seen has been phenomenal. So, And honestly, like, it's funny, but I can't be mad at Cardi because she's, like, asking the question that we all had a couple years ago. Like, are they the same person? <laughs> they, I mean, yeah, they do look like twins because they are the same person. But, mm. you know, but congratulations to Cardi B, too, because she's blowing up. Uh, yeah. Her album came out, what, a couple weeks ago? I've been listening to that nonstop. If I'm, like, cooking in the kitchen or I'm, like, cleaning or, like, just doing, like, pickup stuff around the apartment, that's what I'm listening to. And it's always good. I mean, I saw a little bit ago on Twitter, I saw kind of her first, um, when she was doing Modak Yellow, um, and she was kind of just, you know, doing it before she really blew up, and it was just kind of her and her apartment, or her friend's apartment, and she was just kind of singing, and that was like her first show of it. Yeah. And then fast forward four years, and look at her now. Yeah. And, I mean, that's always really... I, mean, I like to see that as a person because I enjoy her music. Well, I I enjoy her music. I enjoy the production of it, and I really like the sound of it. Yeah, because it's unique. Mm -hmm. And, like, a lot of people – so Cardi B was on the show Love & Hip Hop. That's where I first saw her. I used to watch Love & Hip Hop all the time. And so, like, I knew who she was a little bit, and, like, I knew how she was a little bit. And so it's funny, like, to see her now because nothing has changed. <laughs> and she has she's kept that she said it and she's kept that like she has not changed at all as a person she still has the same personality she's still you know saving money on stuff because she's like i'm gonna, I'm gonna get my wear out of this like she has not changed and i admire that for sure but there's definitely more of a confidence like mm -hmm. back back in the show like she had confidence just because she's like i am who i am but now she's like i am who i am and i am that girl so well, I can I mean, definitely respect her because I mean, nothing is guaranteed. This anything can be taken away at any time. So the fact that she is keeping that, I, I re definitely respect that. Yeah, she's being smart about her stuff for sure. Which I've, I mean, we've seen a lot of stars who haven't been, and then next thing you know, I mean, they can be real big one one year, and then the next year, you know, they're completely gone, and then they're broke because they were just not financially smart. And yeah. I mean, I can respect that where she's coming from on that. And I mean, she she never really did care about the, your your opinion. She was like, exactly. she's always been very self confident, and just she was like, I'm gonna do what I want to do because it's what I love and it's who I am. And I can respect that. And it doesn't really seem to have changed at all that I have seen. So yeah. it's always it's always nice to see somebody um, keep who they are and not try yeah. to change. So exactly, be who you are. Have pride in who you are. Um, so. <laughs> K-pop is like huge now. It's weird to me because like it's America, I don't want to say America runs everything, but like the US is a trendsetter all over the world. So if something's cool in America, then it's cool everywhere else. 
the the thing is definitely I with K-pop is um well I do I do like K-pop. I well I like every I like there really isn't much of a genre of music out there that I do not like or I cannot find elements to it that I like or songs that I like. And it's kind of funny because you've always kind of been hiding the fact that you like K-pop or anything and then all of a sudden um, it's coming in the uh, quote-unquote mainstream yeah. um, eyes to where it's seen more socially acceptable now to enjoy it and like it. He's going to relate it to anime. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, the same <laughs> thing. I uh, I guess I, I got my start watching um, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, and Uyasha, Gundam Wings, all on Toonami. And then, then I was like, man, I kind of enjoy this. Got into college, got more into anime, and then... I was like, well, nobody really knows this about me, so I'm going to hide this because it's not socially acceptable. Now, all of a sudden, it's becoming a thing again, and I'm just like, what is life? <laughs> and then same thing with the uh, with the K-pop. I mean, we got the Korean pop band. We got BTS, and they, they score the first number one album in the U.S., the first one in, I don't know, 12 years to be mostly foreign language to hit number one in the U.S. So the first one in 12 years. And just the fact that it is K-pop, just, man, I, I, just, I don't know what to do with that information. It's just... <sighs> For me, like, so I'm not not a fan of K-pop, but, like, I, I didn't really... I knew it existed, but mm-hmm. I didn't really listen to it. Of course. But it's so insane to me, like, now that it, it's popular here now, it's going number one this music is in a completely different language like they're not doing concerts in english they're doing they're holding true they're korean mm-hmm. and they're, they're performing their korean music and we love it well the thing and it's is number one <laughs> well the thing is the production value of it is phenomenal if you ever see them live or if you like see their music videos it's insane the just the moves the dancing just the the production of the videos it's it's crazy. They just do things that, or I mean, I guess it's the norm in Korea compared to here. You know, it's just not seen. I mean, you get it in yeah. your hip hop, your R and B. You see some some dancing, definitely with a Beyonce and Rihanna, but it's just it's nothing compared to that. It, I don't. It is crazy. Choreographed dance. There's seven members of this group, by the way, and that's also nuts to me because how did they make that work? Because like. In America, you'll see. I think the you'll, the most you'll see is like five. And Fifth Harmony broke up, so then there was four, and now they're doing their own things. But like seven people, how do you highlight seven people in a song with their singing and their dancing? And it's to me, it's kind of amazing. Like I, I'm not gonna say I knew who BTS was, mm-hmm. and um, I've listened to a little bit of it, very minute amount, but I liked what I heard. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was cool. It's just blowing my mind. Like, this is Korean music. This is this is not in English. But yeah, there's people all over the U.S. singing it and getting into it. And I think it's awesome, honestly. Well, I would say if I were to c- kind of compare it, how they would get everybody in it, it's kind of like, you know, when you... Well, it's sort of kind of like if you were to hear acapella. There you got people in the back synthesizing with the front, trying to make the... Just make this sound that allows your the whoever is singing in front at the time to really stand out and pop out. 
and they kind of alternate. Um, and it might not just, they might not all be on the same song where you can hear them in the front, but uh, definitely in their new album, or the album that popped the charts was the Love Yourself Tear. You, you can really hear... Um, you can really hear in different elements of them singing while you might not have every single member completely stand out in each song. You can hear them in the background setting this, um, setting this tone, setting the synth for whoever's in front at the time. And it really makes them pop out and jump out at you. And I think while I have no idea what they are saying, (laughs) it is very catchy. I like the beats. I like the visuals. I enjoy it. I can hear these different sounds and like I said, the production value of it is very good. And I just like hearing these different elements. So, I mean. To me, it's like, it's really pumpy. Like, it like it pumps me up. And I'm like, these Korean kids are, like, telling me that I'm unstoppable. I can do whatever I want. Like, yeah, let's go. Skid it. But, like. Of course, you don't know what they're I don't they're know what they're actually. Telling. But, like, it's just good. And like that's that's the semi part audio following me. I get it. And I I just like I said, I just think it is it's crazy to me because it's a lot of these interests that um people have and that have always been kinda, you know, shunned a little bit about, you know, you kinda had to hide a little bit and then all of a sudden it's becoming mainstream, like popular kind of thing. And now people are getting into the same, like the people that were um, giving you crap about. Yeah, I was going to say, so basically like what you were bullied for in high school is now like what your bullies are doing. Yeah, like what you're, yeah, basically what you got bullied for is now cool. And now people are trying to get into what you've already been into. And it's. (laughs) Basically, say what you want. Do what you feel. Those who mind, those who mind don't matter. Those who matter don't mind. Have have pride in yourself. Do what you want. It's Pride Month, y'all. Do you and be proud of yourself. Take pride in everything that you do. You know, if you if you're gonna do it, then not don't let anything stop you, and don't don't be ashamed of your guilty pleasures. But anyways, so beef, <laughs> beef. Specifically rap beef. Specifically Pusha T and Drake. What's going on? Well, this has been beef that has been going on for a long time. Well, see, a lot of people don't know that. People think that Pusha T just, like, fired shots and they're like, whoa, what is happening? It's been going on for years. Mm -hmm. Well, this, and it's not the first time, like, Pusha T's got into it. I mean... He got into it a little bit with Lil Wayne back in 2006. Yeah, and it was all over um, Cash Money Records. Like- well, it's Cash Money Records, and then it was um, the fact that he was he like stole the image of it, the um, streetwear that they wore Bape at the time. Yeah, he was wearing Bape hats, and that wasn't. Like they were mad about it. That he like stole it, and then it, it, he'd always like put, um, kind of talked at Drake, saying that he always had a ghostwriter, or he's always stealing. He's he's just trying to one up somebody. That was the that was a big thing. That's a been big thing that's coming up. But just recently, what had come up? Um, what would what what would you say is how the recent that everybody kind of been knowing about? Well, I think honestly, I don't think. I don't think a lot of people knew it spanned it that long. 
But when Pusha T came out with Infrared, people went nuts. And then Drake had to come back with something. He had to come back with something. Because if, if that was it, then, then it was over. Well, he did come back with Duppy, the freestyle. Mm-hmm. And, and that was pretty good. It was pretty okay. Um, I feel like over at Cash Money, like I feel like the way they respond to beef is less... I would say, so when Remy Ma and Nicki Minaj had their beef, right? Mm-hmm. Remy Ma came out with a diss track. I don't think Nicki Minaj came out with a diss track. She came out with a song. Because honestly, lyrically, Ricky Ma, Ricky Ma, Remy Ma won. But whose song is still played on the radio now? Nicki Minaj's. Because her and her label in general, they come out, they're like, okay, you know what? There's a beef right now. What we're going to do is come out with a song. We're not going to come up with a diss track. We're going to come up with a song. And so Duppy was, uh, it was it was kind of a song. It was kind of following along the same lines. But I, so he came out with Duppy. The Pusha T responded, it's been days, nothing, nothing from Drake, right? Everyone's mm. like, nail him a casket, it's over. I personally don't think it's over. The story of Adenon was so, like, telling. Like, we didn't know any of that. Drake has a kid, what? Pusha T brought that up in his song um Adidon. Yeah, story of Adidon. A story of Adidon, sorry. And that's the one where they also had the picture of Drake in blackface as well. Um and it's talking about basically there's talk about Drake um collabing with Adidas and then naming the sh- his shoe line um added on uh after his after his supposed son son Adonis and it kind of just Adidas Adonis combined and um so he kind of pokes in about that he pokes in about how he's playing border control um with this uh she's a porn star i believe she's french as well so it's just well, i'm waiting okay. to see how he comes back with this well that's the thing i it's not over it's 100 percent not over and everyone thinks that drake's done and it's over it's game over do you know drake do you know who this man is it's not over there's no absolute way i honestly i honestly believe in my heart of hearts that he was waiting i don't mm-hmm. think he was hiding this kid i think he wanted to make an announcement to the world because no one knew until Pusha T said anything no one knew and i think he wanted to, it to say I think he wanted to come out with like a baby clothing line and well, say, I'm having a son, you know, here's my new clothing line. Here's my new partnership with Adidas. Well, not only that, like he could have easily just been shielding his son because maybe he doesn't want all this attention on his son, you know? Yeah. He kind of just wants to keep him, he just wants him to have a normal life, you know, keep him out of the spotlight, keep people from really messing with him. But uh, definitely with this beef going on, one thing that I thought was hilarious was when um, Drake was saying that that to tell him that we got an invoice coming, considering that we just sold another 20 for you. And so Pusha T said, send the invoice for the extra 20. And that's uh, what he did. And he's the same day that Debbie dropped, there was the invoice request for $100,000 for promotional assistance and career reviving. And I thought that was pretty... That was pretty funny. <laughs> well, and so, and a lot of people, another thing that like got huge out of this was, so the cover for the story of Added On was 
Drake and Blackface. Mm-hmm. And was. everyone was so like, what? when did he do this? Number one, because a lot of people didn't know about that either. They're like, when did he do this? Why would he do this? What What was the point of this? They were so mad at Drake. And he put out a statement, and I, and I need to read this statement real quick so that people can kind of understand where he's coming from. He said, I know everyone is enjoying the circus, but I want to clarify this image in question. This was not from a clothing brand shoot or my music career. This picture is from 2007, a time in my life where I was an actor and I was working on a project that was about young black actors struggling to get roles, being stereotyped and typecast. The photos represent how African-Americans were once wrongfully portrayed in entertainment. Me and my best friend at the time, Mazen Elzadig, who was an actor from Sudan, were attempting to use our voice to bring awareness to the issues we dealt with all the time as black actors and at auditions. This was to highlight and raise our frustrations with not always getting a fair chance in the industry and to make a point that the struggle for black actors had not changed much. So he's not he's not saying he's not glorifying it is the thing. No. So I think a lot of people took this as because they see Drake and they see a mixed guy. Drake is black and Jewish. So that's kind of a hard mixture in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But he's not, this is, is not something he would poke fun at at all. And no. so. Well, like you said, he did it in 2007. This was over 11 years ago. Yeah. And people, I mean, I believe he put it on there for definitely it was shock value, you know, get people clicking. Yeah. And because, I mean, before this, I had no idea that he had done this. I didn't know that he was trying to get this message out. And I, I believe it got it probably got buried a little bit. And so not that many people even knew about it. So when they'd seen it, they thought it it was a recent thing since they'd never seen it. You know, it's, it's been around for 11 years and they had never seen it. So they figured it was probably for a recent thing. I also feel like with beefs like this that are going on, you have to, you kind of have to say... Okay, I like because he uh, Pusha T put this out there for shock value. Mm-hmm. That's 100% what he did. Yes. But he didn't look to see the reason behind it. He didn't see, oh, this did come from so and so. They were trying to make this statement. So I think you have to. I'm not going to say that he lost on this one because, I mean, jury's out that he's winning. But I think that as. And their beef is not as professionals, it's as rappers that are going at each other. But I think as a professional trying to put something out there, trying to make a diss track, like you have to verify everything you do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that this wasn't verified, but there was definitely kind of a, it was a hit and then kind of a mystery. It kind of explained himself. And after his explanation, you're like, okay, that does make a little bit of sense. Um, but I, I don't know. I think, I don't think the beef is over. I, Drake hasn't come back with anything yet, but it's coming soon. It really is. It's not. I don't think it's over yet. I mean, this beef has been going on for a long time, so I highly doubt it's going to be over anytime soon. I'll eat my words if it is, but <laughs> I, I doubt that it is. I don't think so. But definitely what you were saying with um, just how like Pusha T winning and whatnot, I feel like if if this truly is Drake's child and Drake had his reasons for trying to keep him out of the spotlight, you know, I, I can't really condone Pusha T's actions for it then because I mean it's a child you know it's a kid and so if Drake didn't want him being the spotlight didn't want people knowing didn't want him I mean he has his own reasons of course and maybe he was going to spotlight him soon who knows I don't know but I I do feel like it should have come out in its own time Uh, the kid didn't need to get brought out this way I think it 
should have come out by Drake in his own way, own words, um, explain it. And I don't really know, has Drake really talked about that subject yet or not? I'm not sure. No, he hasn't made any statements. And so that's the thing. That's why, and I mean, just the type of, I don't know Drake personally, but I feel like he wouldn't be a deadbeat dad. And so I honest to God feel like it was an Adidas. Like he wanted to make a statement in his time. And I feel like with certain stuff like that, you can't out stuff like that for mm-hmm. someone else. I mean, there's there's celebrities all the time who don't have their kids in the spotlight because they don't want, like, people are, ha- are scared to have their pictures of their kids taken because uh, things yeah. happen on the internet. The internet is nuts. And so... You want um, them to be safe. Yeah, and so I'm not taking sides of the beef or anything, but I think that lines were crossed, and, um, I, I mean, it's a rap beef, so lines are always crossed. But I don't... Um, I don't know. I feel like stuff like that, like when it has to do with like coming for family and stuff like mm-hmm. that, that's indefensible. Like it, like the same way it would be with me. If somebody has a problem with me, you have a problem with me. I'm not going to let you talk about my family mm-hmm. just because we have an issue. Right. So and then there's like reports that um, Drake, you know, might be getting like he might be getting engaged. And then there's also talks that he might be he, he might be able to end Pusha T's engagement because of something that's about to come out. We don't know. I don't know. Like I said, it's not over. Yeah. Like I said, like she has said, um, you know, we got, well, there's nothing to do but wait. <laughs> you know, if he's going to come out with something, he's going to come out with something soon. And of course, we'll be, li- we'll have our um, ear to the ground and we'll be listening and we'll be reading and we'll be trying to keep up with it and try to, you know, um, filter out the facts from fiction and really delve deep into the issue and see what exactly is going on with that. Um, and if you guys have any, you know, questions, you need to clarify anything for us. We said anything wrong. Let us know. Yeah, you know? please let us know. We're like, super, super open. We are like, like I said, we're we're trying our best to filter fact from fiction. Like we're going, we're going in depth. Like I, I've known a little bit about this from before, but like I said, I, I mostly I knew Pusha T's issue with like Lil Wayne and the whole bait thing and with Farrell and um, but I didn't know so much that it was with Drake as well. He was having some beef that went back long term, so we sat down and really went into it, really read through it, and tried to figure out what was real, what was not, and just um. So if you do have any concerns, if you're saying, hey, something's wrong, please let us know. So we can always change, educate us. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, educate us, let us know. And uh, if there's anything specifically, like I said, this is a new podcast. We're actually really excited about it. But if there's anything um, that you guys want us to talk about, let us know. Um, are you you're a big sports guy? Um, for the most part, yes. I played college football, so I'm... <laughs> I wouldn't say um, mostly just into football, but I I enjoy everything. And I'm from Houston, and my my boys the Rockets they didn't make it, uh, and I'm kind of you know what we got next year. Hopefully we'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a Cowboys fan right now. There's all white next year, which I'm a Cowboys right. fan, so I can say that. Except we um, made it to the finals. But, uh, but did you really? Um, I'm a sports fan too. Um, I don't. I'm, I'm really weird. I like. Texas teams, obviously, uh, I tend to stay more like in the Dallas Arlington, so I'm a Cowboys fan. Um, I like the Rangers. I'm going to a Rangers game on Wednesday. 
Okay. Today. Um, <laughs> and so, um, but the finals are going on. The NBA finals are going on. The Warriors are up 2-0. I know. And I, I man, honestly, LeBron is popping off. You know. He's popping off, but he's popping off attitude-wise now. He told the, the press, asked him a question. He said, do better tomorrow, right? So Steve <laughs> Kerr came up, like, the next day, and they were, like, talking to him, and he was talking about Clay and stuff. And then at the end of the press conference, he goes, by the way, you guys did better today. Like, just to cap on LeBron. I thought that was funny. But just an update. The Warriors are up 2-0. So I honestly, I feel like if they win on Wednesday, I honestly feel like it's game. Because I know, I know, like, for ratings, everyone wants a game seven. But if they go up 3-0, I'm not saying it can't happen. I mean, we've seen, I mean it's LeBron we've James. The, we've seen the comebacks. Yeah, we've seen him. But I don't know. I'm not saying he's getting old. But he's getting a little bit up there. And I, I'm not. this is not his last season by far. No. He's got plenty left in the tank. But I feel like if... If if they don't win this series, I mean, there's talks of him leaving anyway. But if he doesn't win this series, he's, he's not going to be in Cleveland next year. I don't well, think Well, then so. hopefully he can come to Houston and be part of the Houston See, I don't, Rockets. Uh, that would be dope, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, probably not. Uh, honestly, I don't think um, he would really mix that well with Harden and the rest of the team. I think they'd butt heads. and then, Or if he does, somebody's going to end up leaving from the Rockets. Even though I would love for it because I would love to see, you know, my hometown win. We got our <laughs> pennant finally with the Astros. We've actually won in – we're the only team to win in both leagues, by the way. Yeah, the Rangers don't have a pennant yet, so <laughs> this is our year. Uh, I'm a Toronto fan, too. I know that's random. Which is weird that they're in the American Baseball League. Okay, but, you know, so I was watching Canadian football a couple of days ago because Johnny Manziel, you know, he's mm-hmm. playing now. And I'm not going to say it's a little bit harder – but it's a 110-yard field yes. versus 100, and then it's um, 60 wide mm-hmm. versus, I want to say 50. 50, yes. And then they only get three downs. Here's the thing, though. Well, one, you got more room to really run. Yeah, yeah, you got more um, space on the field for sure. You can have more than one person motioning at once. Yeah. So the, the rules are a lot different. The, yeah, the rules are definitely different. I mean, if you, if you don't watch football, then you're not going to be able to tell the difference. But, like... The thing that really got me is they only have three downs to make 10 yards. Well, here's the thing. Definitely me playing in football. Um, if I could, I would never even punt the ball. I would always go on fourth anyway. Always go for it. So, I mean, if you think about it, a lot of the times there's only three downs anyway in the yeah. NFL. Yeah, but I mean, like, if they don't, like, third, like, first down, second down, third down, they either go for it. If they don't get it, well, that's a turnover. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's nuts. And it's kind of cool to watch, though. But I do also believe that instead of it being a 10 yards, it's a little bit more. I think it's like 15, maybe 20. Yeah, I'm not 100% about the Canadian League. But, um, yeah, me, I'm not like I'm not an expert on it, trust me, because I, I, I just started watching. Um, but the fact that um, you can have multiple, multiple people uh, motioning, multiple people moving before the ball is snapped, you have a little bit. More, you have more room on the side to really run out and get your angles. So I mean, it. It. I think it makes it easier in some ways, but I do. I see, uh, and definitely with. Um, well, like you said, you started watching because Manzel is over there now. Well, I was just flipping through the screens, but that's why it's starting to get a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. A lot of people at the game had on A and M jerseys. They had on. <laughs> 
Cleveland Browns jerseys. Uh, like, uh, they were, a lot of them were real Manziel fans. I mean, Johnny Football, you know? He yeah, definitely has his fan base. And, I mean, a lot of a lot of American football players, most of the Canadian League is American football players, just like we have a lot of Canadian hockey players in yes. our American hockey Hockey, league. that's the thing about hockey, like, there's and and baseball because baseball mm-hmm. is like America's pastime, but a good portion of the MLB is from probably South America, most of it, yeah. and then a little bit overseas. But okay, so last thing I want to talk about, and I don't know, I don't know if you're super up to date about it, if you really know about it, um, but I kind of just want to get your take. Spotify now is doing; they have a new policy. Oh yeah. So basically, they're taking off. Um, and it's kind of, I don't want to say it's a part of the Me Too movement, but I think they're definitely like starting to move things forward. So they're mm. taking off um, music albums, artists, stuff like that, who have been convicted of certain crimes or um, actually. There's been some that they've taken it down and they've just been accused. They haven't yeah. even been convicted yet. Which well, the thing is, if they're under, um, if they're under like lawsuit or something like that. They 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 will take the music off. Well, my take on it, and I'm not saying that I condone it. Any if they did or didn't, I don't condone any of the actions. But you are innocent until proven guilty by law. So I do understand I, uh, several artists um, with these accusations against them. Um, they have been their lawyers are going back with it. I mean, they're not proven guilty. You don't know yeah. if it is true or not. Now I'm not saying that I know. I'm not saying that it is right. Wrong either way, I'm saying you. I do believe you know you are innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Well, see the thing is like they instituted the policy May May 10th. Uh huh. So they're like, like it's gone now. So they instituted the policy uh, May 10th, and then tw- the 24th they said they're considering they're reconsidering it. Mm-hmm. Um, a week later. Um, they said, uh, we handled the policy badly. Um, June 1st, it it was gone. And so I think, I kind of think what they did was kind of just reacted and not responded. We talked about that in one of my classes a couple, uh, semesters ago. Basically the difference between reacting to something and responding to something. And you know what? I think that actually can go back to like the Nicki Minaj, Remy Ma beef Mm -hmm. because Remy Ma reacted to it and Nicki Minaj responded meaning mm-hmm. um when you react to something it's just going on if like based off like how you feel it's an emotional response like you're doing right. this right then and there you haven't had time to think about it but you don't care you're just going to do this versus responding is taking the time to think out okay what's going to be best for me what can I I can think about this now and then do this later right. you know so um I think that Spotify definitely reacted and didn't respond and so, um, they, R. Kelly, they're not going to bring him back on the Spotify, but, uh, Triple X Tentacion, he's coming back. Um, I know they've taken, uh, off a couple albums right now. Like, I'm pretty sure if they're under lawsuit, the, that's part of the policy that the, the album, or if it's I like under copyright. Well, I haven't seen their new update on the policy. I'd only seen, um, the one before they had repealed it the other day. And um, well, also going on that that in Ireland they've taken down um, or they've blocked or taken down or they're putting pressure on 
taking down um, what, what they would call aggressive music off yeah. of like YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud of um, they're basically censoring it because that they think this is what causes aggression in the children and just and I I don't think that that is the right solution. Censorship, I, I never think censorship is the right right way. If you're gonna censor out an entire thing, it's not so much that. It's they're not like you said, they're reacting, not responding to the issue. They're they're trying to put all the blame on music, which that's yeah. not okay. So yeah, I get what you're saying. Like you can't kind of using music as a scapegoat. Like yeah. this music, the music made me do it. But see, at the same time, you that's not it. That's not it at all. I definitely think that some things can plant things seeds in your head. Mm-hmm. Um. But you don't necessarily have to follow that. No. I don't think insane insane clown posse. Well (laughs) You don't have to you don't have to go do the stuff they're telling you to do. You I think you have a you have a choice. You definitely have a choice. Well, I feel like for this like angry music, I feel like it is a um is more of a safe way to, for them to yeah, release their anger. I think it's an outlet. Yeah, it's them releasing this pent-up frustration and anger in a, I would say, a healthier way. Yeah, like, okay, so people want to compare it to video games and how it makes kids violent, and oh, I please. think, yeah, see, that's the thing. I think that on the other end of the spectrum, video games, I'm not going to say they make kids violent, but I think that uh, sometimes it, it depends. I think that if you're going to play a violent video game, if your kid's going to play a violent video game, you kind of need to sometimes you need to explain to them that this isn't mm-hmm. real. Because sometimes some kids will play them and then, you know, they'll have a BB gun and shoot their friend and think that they're going to respawn in five minutes. So mm-hmm. I don't think that like I don't I don't think that video games are making kids violent. But I think that. Well. Kids, parents just need to talk to their kids. That's See, what I think. I I disagree with the people that are trying to say video games make you violent. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think played that that's the it. NES Men sixty four with my father when I was really young, and I played video games. I still play video games, and it's. I can see that may, definitely as they got more hyper realistic. I can see maybe they're not so much. They're numbing them to the facts. Yeah, because I don't want to say it's glorifying violence. No, because that's no, 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 not no. it at all. No, it, it, it's. Uh, just as, as the hyper realism, I feel like it's just numbing them to the fact of like all the gore, the violence. It's just numbing them to where I wouldn't say where they think it's acceptable. Yeah. But it's like it doesn't phase them yeah. as much. And if you're like playing, see, that's the thing. Like you, if you're playing a video game and you shoot someone or you get shot and then, I mean, you're out for what until the next game. Like, if 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 parents don't explain to their kids that's not how the real world works, the kid's just going to think, oh, I can shoot someone and they'll be fine. I'm mad at them, so I'm going to shoot them right now, but they'll respond. I think that, I, I, I don't think that video games are making kids violent. I don't think that aggressive music is making Mm-mm. kids violent. I think that kids not understanding the difference between what is reality and yeah. what is fiction. And I mean... It it all comes down to just talking to them, explaining exactly. to them. I mean, we all went through our angsty teen years. Like I know, oh my gosh, I know. I listened to some really crazy music when I was younger, and I, I mean, it was just like my, 
that just, I just it took and personified my feelings of anger, frustration with the world, with yeah. the quote unquote the system, yeah, the, system. <laughs> the man, the man. Um, Gotta take down the man. But uh, I mean, it, it, nothing ever came from it. It just that's it helps me. I was like, yeah, I. What you're saying is how I feel. I get that. I understand that. Yeah. But it's not like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go shoot up a school. Yeah, no. Of course. And and people definitely, if you go down to Columbine, they blamed Marilyn Manson's music for it. And see, that's the thing. I think that we have to stop blaming things other than than the person. Because you... Every single day, you make the decision between right or wrong. Yeah. I mean, it has nothing to do with music. It's not... Music does not tell you to do something. Music can make you feel a certain way about something, but it's not yeah. going to make you act And a that's what way. music is for. It's supposed to... It's responsive. Yeah. It's supposed to make you feel. It's supposed to make you, like, understand. Like, there's somebody out there that understands what you're going through exactly. your struggle it and makes you what, feel like you're not alone and that's what that that's what that artist particular artist that's what that music is there for and so they're like i'm going through this struggle if you're going through this struggle you're not alone i understand it i'm mad he- hear me i really like um logic's 1-800 mm-hmm. the song and the music video because i hadn't seen the music video for a while and um i finally watched it and i cried because, and it's one of those things, like, um, if you don't know what it's about, basically, it's about um, uh, a gay kid, and he doesn't feel accepted, and he kind of, he just wants to kill himself. Mm-hmm. And so the whole title is, like, 1-800, and then it's the number to the su- National Suicide Hotline. Mm-hmm. And um, I love the way that he took that, and, like, took that music video and took that message, and he, like, the first um, verse, he's, like, talking about it from the point of view of the kid, like, I want to die, I just want to die, and then he comes in and he's like, I don't want you to die, let me tell you why, and just, like, gives reasons and reasons, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, the second, like, throughout the song, it gets better, and it's kind of one of those songs, and, like, in the music video, um, his dad, like, beats him up. Or no, I don't think he beats him up. I think he kicks him out when he finds out um, his dad. But his friend's dad um, is kind of okay with it. But it's just like, what are you doing to my son? Get out. Um, But at the end, you know, they're at his wedding. So uh, I like how I like when artists use their voice to to kind of say, if you're going through this, it's okay. It will get better. You know. And so I think that that's kind of how like super like emo music is emotional music yeah. it elicits its responses but i think that um i think that how you you have the choice of how you respond so or how you you can react or you can respond to the it's music just, yeah, i mean it's how you interpret it and like music i said music is all interpretive music it's an emotional outlet it's an artist's outlet music shouldn't be censored because it's there's no way that it's the like you said we're using it as a scapegoat that's not the only reason if yeah. it is a reason at all i mean it might be it could be that that's just how that one person interpreted it, that i need to do this i need to go shoot someone i need to go inflict damage on something yeah and i but i think like definitely in your mind like number one you're listening to the song you're like okay this makes me feel like if, if if to me some music does make me feel kind of aggressive and so i take that and i just like 
put it into the music itself. Mm. Or like, I mean, there's always outlets. There's always outlets for your anger. There's always outlets for your sadness. Mm. There's outlets for your rage. There's out, outlets for everything. You just need to, to, to take advantage of them. Exactly. So, um, um, but yeah, this is uh, about music. <laughs> about music and um, kind of everything else. It's just kind of a yeah. Not even just pop culture news. Well, it's just news. What we'll Music be, news. News. What, <laughs> what we'll be doing is definitely we're going to be going to concerts a lot over the summer. So we'll just kind of break down what we heard um, from them live. Because I, I feel like a big part of the production value to me is seeing them live. Oh, yeah. And you can tell a lot about an artist, you know, depending on how they sound, how they perform. So we'll be talking about a little bit about the concerts that we go to. You know, uh, give them know a little bit more about us as we talk or a little bit more about our backgrounds um we'll talk about if there's songs coming up you know we'll kind of break them down analyze them just the message the message and everything that's coming out and we'll let y'all know keep you updated on the push a tea drake beef yeah because it's not over it's definitely not over and uh just (laughs) different news that's going on in music and just like our take on different things and like i said we're going to try to uh differentiate fact from fiction for y'all and educate educate y'all a little bit more about what is going on. And we'll throw in a little bit of news. We talked about sports today. And mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting. Re- I mean, not super, super relevant to music, but it's a thing out there. And we're well, interested in it. So. Well, I, I feel like, well, the NBA, the basketball, I feel like that is very into the hip-hop scene. Yeah, very influential in rap music. Nike So, I mean, I feel like that is music-related. But also, um, I know we talked a little bit about... Nicki Minaj earlier and mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj and Eminem are now dating. Whoa, yeah, I know, I know. I saw that and I was like, dear, dear, I, I don't imagine uh, how fast their arguments are. I knew he was gonna say it, but see, the thing is, Eminem wins him. He wins because she starts talking, and you know what she's saying. Uh, you don't know what he's saying. You don't, but you don't have to know. Run, girl. Eminem. He'll burn down the house. I mean. <laughs> If she ever tries to leave again, he's going to tie her to the, what? Tie her in the basement. Or no, it's the bed. <laughs> and set the house on fire. So Don't do that. Yeah, honestly. Please. I hope they're both doing mentally well. Um, I'm excited. And... I feel like I'm ready for a collab. I'm... No, me too. I think, I honestly think that like, I don't think they're going to collaborate now because oh, I no. think they want to see where their relationship, the relationship goes. Relationship before they, they get, get married. If they get engaged, Oof. there's a collab out and that's going to be hot. That's going to be I'm fire. I'm excited. That's gonna be that's gonna be enough to last me until I don't know I'm 35 or so like well, honestly I definitely I hope the best for them and honestly I'm excited and I really want to hear them do collaborate w- with each other I'm it'll not, happen it'll it will, happen for hopefully sure. um and if not then we'll just hear diss tracks not really diss tracks but you know heartbreak anthems from them both and I'm okay with that too as long as I hear new music I am as long fine. as I get some new Eminem oh and Chun Li. <laughs> Chun Li's in the system this week. Oh my oh. god! Heck yeah, Nicki Minaj is back. <laughs> She's back. But yeah. um, we hope you guys enjoyed our and, little podcast. And we'll come back next week and Wednesday. We'll be back next Wednesday afternoon. Um, thanks for sharing your lunch hour with us. Yeah, just thanks for you know giving us something to do. This is something we like to do. We just wanted to talk about music. So thank you all for listening. Big audition. 
If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe for updates when new episodes drop. And follow our station on Twitter and on Facebook at The Planet 107 to see everything going on at Tarleton Radio. 